This episode is brought to you by Mission Aware. Mission Aware is coming out with these beautifully done theological bus. <laughs> bus. Not How a do bus. You have a theological bust. What does that mean? Well, when it's Calvin Edwards, it's theological. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Theologian, you know what, Joe, theologian you, bust. Why don't you a, find out later in the show? Bust of a but theologian. if you want to look now, theologianstatues.com. Different. No, it's the same. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor, the supreme pastor. Oh. What? Are you really? Uh, same thing. Lead, no, supreme, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. head honcho, uh, grand okay. okay, of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. Oh, well, I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. So at this point, do we start calling you supreme leader? Why not? Do we now see you as, well, you know what? You are the same size of Kim Jong-un. So maybe oh, that's what is. Oh, is that a North here. Korea thing? Supreme leader? Yeah, I think he's supreme leader, oh, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, maybe not. Maybe no, you don't, you don't want to be uh, you don't want to be looked upon as the same as Kim Jong Un. I don't want to be looked upon like Kim Jong Un or Trump or anybody. I want to just be looked upon as me. That's what I'd like to be like. Look at me and like see me. Don't see somebody else. That's what I would like. You're gonna do you. Is I'll that, do me. I'll you, do me. You do you. I'll do. Okay. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Done. I'm all confused. All I right. Confused well, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Uh, Things are so busy right now for you, yes. for me, for yep. everything. And we're and like in a couple of weeks, we're leaving for New Zealand. Yeah, that's actually caused me a bit of stress. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you've got to preach how many times? Three. <laughs> what? Stop it. <laughs> how many you got to preach? I have no idea. I'm not paying attention. I think you do three. I do two at the conference, if and I remember correctly. And then one And then yeah. one, yeah, yeah, one at, at a church. church. Church one's easy, right? Because that's just regular that one, preaching. That what, that one, you know what? I find that the hardest. No, you don't. Stop yes, it. I do. I'm being serious. Okay, I know you. I, no, You're no, more nervous about the conference than you are about the church. Uh, not so much anymore. And I mean that. I think the, the church one to me is a bigger deal because it is that's, a deal. that's someone, you know, that's a that's a church. That's an elder board. Yep. That's that. They're trusting you to proclaim the word it's of the God. the church gathered. That to me, a conference, I'm not saying, you know, you can't, uh, you can't make it up as you go. You just got to throw in some quotes. As long as you got quotes, you're fine. All right, listen, you, you're at a theological conference. Preaching and teaching on biblical theology Listen, with some heavy hitters. I know. Hold on. Hold on. You hold can't on, just be. You know. There's first of all. First of all, last time we went to this conference and we had other theo, You know, we had a theologian, theological Par heavyweight. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, who who did he correct? He corrected you, not me. Doctor Renahan had nothing but okay. glowing reviews. Okay. okay. First of all. He was patting you on the head like a little boy. That's what he was doing to you. Take and, it. And when, take it. But to me, I'll take it. what he was like, he was like saying, oh, you grasshopper can be a great wait, warrior. Wait, wait, That's what he was saying. At what point did he become Asian? Well, you know, he looks little, you know. No, he does not. No, really? No. Maybe he was just, maybe the sun was in his eye. I don't know. I'm no. saying all I'm saying. All I'm saying. I don't know. Oh, How you just got okay, that. Okay, listen. All I'm saying is, is like he was, he's molding me and, and like leading me to become like the supreme leader of theologians. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I mean, yeah, it does get nerve wracking. No, it's I a agree. different kind it of depend, thing. It, but it's yeah. different, right? There's like, a weight I could that deal, comes with preaching at church. It, that's it. I could, the stress of speaking at a conference, I, I feel that, right? right? Totally different though. But the responsibility of proclaiming right. the word of God to the people of God. Yeah. 
on the Lord's on the day. Lord's day, you know, the day, and that you know to what? Me is, is there are some Ma- more. like Maori people there. Yeah, they they They're listen. If they don't like you. They'll throw you right out. Like I, they, they, because they're very intense people. They where, take the, where you and get, when they're converted, getting, they get they take the gospel seriously. They'll throw you right out. Where are you getting this information I from? I watch PBS and stuff. I know what happens. You okay? Name the show. The the thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Can we read the email? We're gonna read what, an email today. What are we talking about today? All right. Well. We want to, we get a lot of emails and we read every single one of them. We have to say this now. We read every single email, every Facebook message, but we literally, Mm -hmm. I mean that word in the proper sense. We cannot respond to everybody. We just can't. We we are at Ed Stetzer status. Well, listen, Ed wants to be at our status. Let's be honest. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm talking about Ed Stetzer status of ignoring messages. Yes, that's right. No, we we just, we get too many. We simply cannot do it because I'm just going to be really honest. We want to, but we don't have time to, no, and we got to no. give priority to the church, to we our give priority to our families, priority yep. to our vocations. So we just can't. But we so appreciate it when you uh, when you do email us. I wonder so, if we could do an auto email back that says, "Hey, thanks for the email. Appreciate you, bro." Oh, we can't do can't bro. Can't do bro because we got no. lots of ladies that listen. Exactly. So yeah, appreciate you, but we're not going to respond. Maybe. Yeah. Well, no, but don't say that. It is a no, no, no. But you put that in there. That's what I mean. Hey, thanks for your response or thanks for your email. Appreciate I feel you. like auto responses are like form letters. People don't like them. They don't appreciate that. They don't appreciate us falsely appreciating them with a fake. Form. No, but I think they would appreciate our false appreciation because it's coming from a heart of appreciation because they appreciate. No, because it's podcast. coming from it's coming from like we don't want people to like stop listening. That's what that. That's why you would create that. You want people to get mad and no, no, stop no. listening. That's not it. Yeah, I know. No, you. no, no. It's I know because, how you feel. It's because I no, no. That that's not the part that worries yeah, me. Totally. No, no, no. The yeah, part totally. that for me is. Uh, People like to at least know that, you know, they want you to acknowledge that they you do. received it. Did they get this email? But if it's auto, then they don't know if we got it or not. Yeah, they do. Here's your auto response. No, but they, that means I confirm. It goes, it's, we don't send it. If it's auto, it goes as soon as we yeah, get it sent. Confirmed. Okay. So we get a lot of emails mm-hmm. and we read them all. But today we're going to uh, read this one. I've had to edit this down a little bit because I don't want to tell anybody who um, John Jameson really is. Oh, no, <laughs> that's, that's not his name. I'm joking. All right. So, um, Here's his email. Uh, two questions as a subject. Message, what's up, Jofo? I'm not sure if you still get any complaints about the banter. If you do, block out the haters. Well, that's pretty good because we had a long rant on this one. Yeah, that was good. These questions come from a burdened heart at the moment. Although I have great pastoral counselors that speak into my ministry, I, I'd love to have my favorite podcaster and his podcast wife, parentheses, you know who you are, Jimmy, and parentheses. Hold on. I'm going to find this, this email. Issue. Hold on. Hold on. I'm finding this email. I'm going to okay, check go, that. Go ahead. Keep going. If he says that, I you're currently, dead to me. I currently serve at, and I'm editing this, right? Oh, he just says he, parentheses, you know who you are. Well, yeah, that's obviously you. No, no, no. It's good, obviously yeah. you. Yeah. Good job. Uh, I can't say the person's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, good job. Thank you. That yes. was actually pretty clever of you. Yeah, because now we all know that you. We all know that. that's Joe, Joe, just keep going. Come on. I currently serve at an uber traditional church. In the South, we're just going to say. And recently, I, as well as the lead pastor, have come under some heavy fire from the, quote, seats of power, end quote, in the church. This opposition has come in the form of false accusations Mm -hmm. made in public, some pretty vicious slander in the community, and even being openly mocked in our deacons meetings. What What the heck, dude? 
Oh, start Supreme cracking Leader his skull. Joe Thorne would oh, never allow that. No, no, I, I'll start sending the nukes. All right. <laughs> so my first question is, how do you drive out the wolf from your congregation when the wolf has been in control for over 60 years? And the second question, how much responsibility does the pastor have when it comes to the interworkings of the church? Should the lead pastor be focused on preaching in the word and visiting the sick? Uh, where does the pastor's responsibility end and the church members' responsibilities begin? Now, we just want to talk about this email because yeah. our heart breaks for you, brother. Yeah, like, absolutely. And this happens. We just talked about abusive pastors, right? Yeah. Well, sometimes there are abusive churches and church members. Oh, there's messed up churches. You know, I, I, so Jen and I were at a church. I remember it was a, it, it wasn't here, right? It wasn't, it wasn't the churches that I've planted. No, 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 no. So, so down in Kentucky. So, <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. They're probably okay. Anyways, no. Listen, that was an older church. They've they, all they, died they, off. I'm no probably, one's listening. Probably, but so like I remember, um, I would go and visit. Like here's one of the things: I would go and visit this couple, retired couple. They don't mm -hmm. come to church anymore. But they were still members at this church. Okay, but you would visit them because maybe they were providentially hindered. No, they weren't. Uh, oh, they, they were mad. Not to. They, they were okay. mad because he was skipped at communion 15 years ago, and uh, he, oh. he took offense, and he's never been back. So um, hold on, hold on, hold okay, on, hold on. Yeah, explain how one is skipped. At communion. Okay. What is that like? Well, did, they, did, they, did they not allow him to take communion? Is listen, that what you're talking about? Okay. If if you tell if you ask this guy, it was like uh, Deacon Bob. Holding the communion tray, right? Mm -hmm. And he he hands it to you know Mary Beth, and he, he holds it out for uh, uh, Johnny Ball, mm -hmm. and then he eyeballs the dude I'm talking about, and offers it to the next person next to him and skips him. Uh, when in reality, he was probably just it, he just got missed in the passing yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened. So even even if he was like eyeballed and like you ain't getting it now, sucker, you know, like well, I feel whatever. like I, I feel like I eyeball people when I do uh, offering. Offering, oh yeah, you yeah, do. I do. I just you stand. rattle that. Oh. You rattle that plate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just sit there right in front of Travel. <laughs> it's light. This is light. Yeah, this is, Send it back. Uh, yeah, this is feeling pretty light right here. Who do I talk to? So this couple had not been there in a long time, right? And so, um, but I used to go and visit them. Yeah, and. I, uh, and I remember my wife and I were going to visit her one time. We visit this couple. Yeah, yeah. So we walk in, we knock on the door, knock, knock, and they're like, come in. So we go in, like homeboy's on oxygen, you know. Is, okay, is, providentially is, hindered at this point. No, 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 he's not. He's going to stop it. Lots of people are on oxygen. People can get around. Come on. Um, <laughs> no, come on. People, people that have oxygen tanks that are in the wheelchairs, man, they get carted around. They go to Walmart. I see people in Walmart and oxygen tanks. Yeah, but they're not, they're, jerky not, no, and, they're not infirmed. They're just like, you know. They're just winded. <laughs> They're just winded. They're <laughs> just really tired. They're really winded. So anyways, so we walk in, and as we walk in, my, it's me, my wife and I walk in to visit, and we've been loving on these people, even though they don't come to the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're members, and you know your responsibility is to pray. They and to start yelling. <gasps> they oh. start yelling at us like... Uh, and for all I know, this guy could have died afterwards because of the oxygen. I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He started yelling at us, saying horrible things about us. Oh. And we're like, what the heck? Yeah, what just happened here? And like, they're, I'm like, all right, guys. I'm, you know, I try to be cool about it. Get Jen out of there. She's crying. Of course. And, she has a heart. You don't. And, no, no, I didn't cry. I know. And I, she's got know, a heart. I did set the trailer on fire that night. But anyways. Oh, uh, stop No, it. I didn't. So the point is, is like that was the beginning of some really slanderous, awful things that were said about us. And the whole reason is because we were not going to allow 
a person to be a deacon who was never there, whose wife wasn't a believer, um, but he wanted to be a deacon at our church. And we were like, well, no. That's, well, you're not, you, first and, you have to be present. Yeah. You, you kind of expect a, a leader type, mm-hmm. you know, to meet these qualifications listed mm-hmm. in, you mm-hmm. know, First Timothy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it wasn't just me, but it was lots of slander. So I know what this feels like. I know what it's like to be lied about and slandered. Yeah. Jen knows what that's like. So we feel this. And uh, so we just want to walk through some of what you're talking about here and just give you some of our thoughts because um, just not that we have the answers for you. We really, I don't know that we have answers. We just want you to know that we feel for you and we want to support you. So you said that you're at an uber traditional church. So we know what that means, right? That, yeah. um, that, so let's assume you guys, the gospel is preached there. It's an yeah. Orthodox church, mm-hmm. but that there are certain trappings that come with the church in terms of its cultural form that it takes. Exactly. So you're looking, yeah, it's, it's more conservative, I guess you yeah. want to say it's uber conservative rather than lift progressive. Then what? Lift progressive. I don't know what that is. <gasps> You're so old, What Joe? is Lyft Progressive? Don't worry about okay, it. Okay, I don't know what Oh, you're so old. Nobody else knows what you're talking about because it's so dumb. Do. All right. <laughs> oh, Joe, I'm disappointed. I, actually, it's not even that. I'm not, like, bad at you. I'm like, there's, it's a real, like, oh, moment. I just realized. Oh, now you got to explain it. Uber, Lyft. Both car services. Yeah. You could get an Uber or a Lyft. Get like it? You said Lyft progressive. That's what yeah, doesn't yeah, make any sense. Uber traditional, Uber conservative. Oh, See, okay. no one else got no. that. Hashtag uh, Jimmy Joey. Doesn't make sense. Joey. Let us know. Let us, please oh, let me know if you, if, Joey. let me know if you so, didn't understand that. So, okay. You were pastoring 1880 and this guy was not happy. All right. Let's focus on this guy. All right. So. He says that he's in this very traditional church, mm-hmm. and um, and he and the lead pastor are coming coming under some heavy fire from the seats of power. Um, now, I love that. Yeah, seats of power. Let's let's talk about that. So, what does that mean? Uh, that that contingent within the congregation that seems to have control or sway, influence, influence. Yeah. Like they're the influencers. And here's the, here's the ironic part, right? When people are looking at churches, at least maybe I'm thinking of it in a wrong way, right? But I probably. Uh, Probably, I know. I'm now like actually about to second guess a lot what I'm about to say. But like when you're planting a church, you're looking at you're looking for kind of those influences as well, right? You're looking to how do I how do we impact and how do we reach out to people with the gospel that they themselves will also be reaching out and impacting yeah. the community with the gospel, you know? And so yeah, you're you're kind of thankful for influencers when they're influencing on your behalf. When they're no longer influencing on your behalf, uh, we no longer like those people with seats of power. Yeah, I think the difference between seats of power and bad influencers versus good influencers is a good influencer is a person who is outwardly focused in their influence. They're not inwardly focused on influencing the church. They're reaching out to the to the lost with their influence. They're they're what people in missiology call persons of peace. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, I understand what you're talking about there. I get, and I I also think maybe you're. In another way, uh, someone that's influencing for the glory of God rather than the a lot of times people with seats of power are influencing uh, so that they retain that right. power. It's almost a self-centeredness. I know you didn't say that, but I, right. I oh, thought totally. about that while you're talking. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the seats of power in the church is, is actually a complicated issue because in one sense, um, you know, that there is authority in the elders, Yes. But there's also some authority in the congregation. The congregation Correct. can dismiss elders. Correct. At least in a congregational Baptist context like we believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so the seats of power, what do you actually mean? It must mean a person that has um, a lot of influence in the church in terms of direction, 
in yes. terms of, you know, ideology, um, decision-making, mm-hmm. right? That must be, so this person or these people have a lot of power in the church and why are they coming against our homeboy here? We don't know. No, no, no. We don't say, may, listen, the reality is, um, you might be the bad guy. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming he's a good guy, but because, um, you know, I have to. I don't have anything else to go on. Yeah. But um, that wouldn't excuse anybody lying about them or anything. But I would like to know, like, so what is their beef? Is there beef that you guys are Calvinists and you've come into a traditionalist church and you're stirring things up? Yeah. In which case, why I kind, would of, under, you, you know, I kind of understand why they'd be mad. Exactly. Why did you step foot in there? If they're... I, yeah, I doubt they listen. I'm, you know, I remember going, uh, being at a church. I spoke at a church in and, Canada. Nope. Oh. Uh, I spoke at a church, and you know, one individual that I would say possessed a seat of power uh, was because, like, they they held on to that. They they wanted their uh, their will to be done throughout the church, and they were really against the the pastor uh, because they paid for everything. Right? Oh, they I know this, what you're talking about. I know they had this about. sense of like, I, I built this church. Yeah, exactly. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so we're not saying that's the same here. Of course you, not. Because that's the problem, right? Like you see abusive pastors, which we've discussed, but we do see abusive churches. So we're reading into this without any other information that this is an abusive church because yeah. all we have is what this email states. So let's assume that the that the, the, the staff here that are that are sending us this email, that they're preaching the gospel, that they're faithful, that they're not creating uh, un- inappropriate pressure on people. They're, they're preaching the gospel. They're being faithful. Um, okay. So what's happening though, is there's opposition that's come in a few different forms, right? So there's false accusations made. This is bearing false witness. This is a breach of the ninth commandment. This is sin. This is lies, vicious slander in the community. It's not just happening in the church. It's happening in their city. That's just, that's this is that crazy. I, I don't get that. I don't get that. I can't understand how something could spill out into the community to that level. You have no shame. Like, don't you at least want to protect the name of Jesus a little bit? So like, you're like, hey, listen, I'm mad at my pastor and I want to talk bad about him. But I know if I go out into the community, I'm going to make the church look bad. I'm going to make Jesus look bad. Uh, These people are, you know, like really spiraling out of control. And they're even mocked in the deacons meetings. So when it says that, that indicates to me that they don't have elders. They have deacons that sort of run the show. Correct. Yep. Yep. So they're mocked in the deacons meeting. This is toxic, dangerous. This is some bad stuff. Um, And his question is, is how do you drive out the wolf from your congregation when the wolf has been in control for over 60 years? By the way, that would make him at least 80 years old. So, <laughs> so just, just wait, just five chill more. out, just chill out for five years. <laughs> I love how we, we had both the same thought. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh keep, yeah, just wait five more years. Keep your feet up, keep your mouth shut, and mm-hmm. then everything will be fine. Just sit it down there. Uh, but you know, Joe, I mean, the part about the mocking part, right? Like you're talking about, uh, uh, yeah, it just shows that maybe there's not an elder board, but that you're being openly mocked. That to me then says you you somehow lost all credibility. You've lost all yeah. authority, and that should be concerning for you, right? That should be something that that you should be working through, saying, okay, in what way have I? Maybe you haven't. Maybe it's just one of those situations. But right. I would have to ask myself, totally, why is it that I've lost respect? Yeah, what why happened here? Exactly, nobody's standing up for you. Especially your the deacons. If the deacons are not right, deacons should be shouting down homeboy who's like slandering and mocking. You know what? You know what? People will not mock. Oh, I I, I have a pretty good idea. 
Mission aware. Mission aware. That's right. They will not. They will not mock the theologian bus, bus of uh, who is it? Edwards, Calvin, uh, Luther. I'm forgetting one. Spurgeon. Spurgeon. And he's and, got new ones coming. And now out he's now. got new ones. I Bunyan. think he said Bunyan and Owen. If Bunyan. I Did he say Owen? Bunyan and Owen. Yeah. Bunyan. Bunyan. And Owen. Bunyan. That's the one Joe likes. Get Bunyan. Got that long rocker hair. Listen, here's the thing, you guys. These are beautiful. You want to head on over to theologianstatues.com and you can jump on this Kickstarter. Uh, It's already fully funded. It's already fully funded, but that should show you the high demand of this. That should show you that you need to get on this and get your uh, get to that expediated level. Is that right? Expediated? Whatever, man. The faster level. You pay that, you know, so that you can get it cheaper, quicker. And get it shipped before Christmas. These are yeah. great gifts, guys. There's oh, a real. lot of individuals that would love uh, uh, a set of these. Get it for like, your wife loves like Spurgeon. Get her this thing to hold her books up. If you're pastor, you get these for your pastor. Like these are perfect gifts for anybody that likes theology. For, mm-hmm. for real, like this is universally everybody would love this. Christmas is coming up. You're gonna want to get these. So head on over to theologianstatues.com, and that way you've got a gift right there for someone that you uh, admire. Uh, love, someone that you love, care uh, about, someone that is your podcast husband, and thank so you. I would, you know, I will really receive that gift gladly. At, well, no, thank I, you, Jimmy. I'm just throwing it out there that I, I, I you want know you to know, Joe, love you, sweetie, that I would really appreciate. Dinner was that great gift. tonight. We didn't have dinner. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 tried, I tried taking you out for dinner. I know, I know, but you didn't burn the roast this time. It was really nice. You did oh, good, stop. sweetie. <laughs> stop it. But Joe, we're also giving away though. We're giving away. Yeah, I'm not happy about this, dude. Because I'm not getting one. No, you're not getting one. I would like one. No. You know what? (laughs) Hey, hey Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Want to hook me up? No, man. I'm giving it away to everybody else. Uh, His name's not Jeff. It's Joey. Oh, wow. How bad of you. It's Jeff Landon. I can't believe you got that wrong. It's Jeff Landon. You need to apologize on air right now that you got his name wrong. To Joey. Jeff Landon? It is Jeff. I just want to see if I can throw you off. You can't throw me off. Listen, nobody cares. We're we're derailing the whole thing. But head on over to the show notes. Grab the graphic. Grab the hashtag. And you want to share it because tomorrow, because this is is Thursday. Yep. Tomorrow. Uh, two winner or one winner will be picked to receive uh, two busts, two of these busts. Yep, I would say if if it was me, mm-hmm. if I could choose, you can't choose, but continue. Oh, yeah. Well, if I could choose, mm-hmm. I would choose Bunyan. Okay, yeah, that's not the one of them, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Bunyan. And but you would get two Bunyans. I would get two Bunyans. Two Bunyans. And I would paint. You already have two I, Bunyans and, and on I, your feet. No, I don't. Yes. No, I don't. Yes. And okay, listen. Let's get head back on to over this. to theologianstatues.com. Okay, so he says. So he's mocked. So he's mocked. He, he's thinking meetings, and he says, "So how do you drive out the wolf from your congregation when the wolf has been in control for over sixty years?" Well, seriously, imagine this: you're yeah. a pastor, and you're getting beat up by people, a, a small group of people in the church. What do you do? To be honest, though, if you don't even have the church. You don't even have the leadership of the church behind you in this situation. I don't know what can you do. So what, and you I just, mean that. I you mean just that. leave and like let the next guy come in and get beat up. Uh, well, no, I I think I would try to talk about it at a members meeting. I would be opening it up to the there congregation to the members. Let's talk about and this. saying, hey, listen, there's some there's disruption, there's disunity here. Uh, we need to find out which way we're going here. I, Are I, we moving yeah. together as a congregation? Are we moving together as a family or? Uh, is there time for, is this the time now to, to separate? Because you, as a, as a lead pastor, I think I would struggle to be part of a congregation. Uh, and I'm, I'm assuming congregation, like 
that the congregation is not behind you because if the deacons are not and the leadership team is not, there's something. It may wrong just here. be, and it may it, just be these three, four people. It sounds like a small group, and the congregation just doesn't really know what to do. That's how be, I read yeah. it, right? So um, I think Jimmy's right. First of all, address the issue. You got to address the issue first in a members meeting. And um, if if you can talk, you've got to know people there. You've got to have you there must you must have an ally there. Like well, I, you've got to have. Apparently, this is the guy that is is the ally. No, but I mean, you've got to have a friend who's a member in the church who's not on staff. You've got, gotcha, there's got yeah, to be somebody. Yeah. And um, so uh, make sure that you have somebody who is with you that can help you think through these things. I would say it's very smart to go ahead and to, at a member's meeting, say, there are things that are being said about me that are not true. And I, I, want, I want to address these issues. Okay. If you have any questions, feel free to ask me. I will, I will answer them honestly. But, um, but there and are And unequivocally, things, you got to be, yeah. you got to Kavanaugh like that testimony. Wait, what? Kavanaugh. Like, you know, when Kavanaugh did the uh, the testimony, yeah. he was like, I'm just saying he was amped. Yeah. He was direct. OK. Uh, he uh, keep he digging. was on fire. Keep digging. I don't, I don't know. know. I believe women, dude. I don't know about you. Man. Oh, I'm just stop saying. it. What? Stop it. What? I'm just saying. Yeah. You're just saying you don't believe women. No, okay. you know, that's not true. OK. And now I have to like. Mm-hmm. Kevin, see, naughty by nature. <laughs> see, that's right. Now I got to sit here and explain <laughs> myself with that. You know exactly that's not what I meant, whether or not I believe that man or not. I'm just saying. Right. You, you got to hit. You got to hit it head on. Get, go direct. And so. You should probably talk about beer. A lot of, the best, the best Instagram memes right now are Kavanaugh and beer. I gotta say, my goodness, so oh, like his his uh, uh, quote unquote official justice paintings. He's got the robe and he's got the red solo cup in his hand. Oh my god! Oh, listen, 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 I know right, so many people are gonna be mad okay, at me so, because okay, I said we're, this. We're, I'm sorry. Let me apologize for Jimmy. He's being an no, insensitive stop jerk. It. Stop. Right. I like beer. It, it, I still like beer. <laughs> No, stop. I'm going to get in so much trouble. Okay, I don't listen. understand why. Not only do you have to address this stuff head on. That's okay? what I'm trying to talk about, head but, on. But you also, I think that the, the most important thing to do here is to like dispel the myths. Say, listen, these things are being said about me. They're not true. Any questions? But you also want to cast a very clear vision for what that church is supposed to be. Yeah. The church is clearly like in a fog. Okay, you've got to cast a vision. Listen, if 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 this is what we're supposed to be, here's the vision. If you if we all agree that this is what we're supposed to be about and this is what we're supposed to be doing, then let's get on with it. Okay, if you want to root out a wolf, then make sure that the congregation is unified around a vision that's biblical, yeah, it's clear, that's missional, it's about making disciples. Um, so I think that's really important. And if somebody is lying about me, I am going to call them out. I will call them out. If I'm being, listen, if I'm in an argument with somebody or if I'm in a disagreement with somebody, I'm not going to call them out. Okay. We can disagree. Yeah. But if you're lying about me, I'm going to call them out. Now, if they're saying things about me that are true and I'm uncomfortable, then guess what? I'm not going to call them out because I don't want to get busted. That's, you know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we work. So either you call this guy out or you don't, but I mean, I would. And listen, I'm, I'm willing to go. Like if the church doesn't want me, fine. Okay, then we'll just, we'll head on out. But you got to know that this person is lying about me. I would say approach this person first, deal with him head on, mm-hmm. uh, say, this is wrong. This is ungodly. Bring it before the deacons. This is wrong. This is ungodly. If they aren't willing to do anything, bring it up at the church. Well, it sounds like they mock him. Like, I, well, I, not I, all of them. They are being mocked by this power player in the deacons meeting. Oh, okay. I misread that. All right. Never mind. 
So, I, yeah, I, I think you, you want to be humble, right? You want to be strong. Yeah. You want to be transparent. You want to admit your faults at every single point mm-hmm. without exception. One of which is not having an elder board. <laughs> no, and I mean no, that. No, no, I mean yeah. that. Hey, guess what happens? Look what happens when you don't have an elder board. Yeah. At least, I mean, and again, and if you have an elder board and they're not doing anything, you need to address that too. Right. But like this guy, they inherited this church. That's clearly what happened. This guy's been, okay. in, he's, this guy's been in control for 60 years. Yeah, yeah. All right, so they inherited this. So we're we're not blaming you. I mean, Jimmy is, but I'm not blaming you, dude. Okay? Kind of. Yeah. Elder. How long you've been there and you couldn't you, install you, you, elders? Yeah, you've been no, there. I'm being you've serious. been there, you've been there fifty years. Oh, yeah, you've been there fifty years, and now right. you're no, surprised, dude. You know how long it takes to turn turn a church around? No, you don't, because you've never done that. No, I've never. All right, sit down and be quiet. Yeah. Listen, to, listen to the grown ups. First of all, it's so take, anyway. it takes five years. Stop it. Oh, is that what it takes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. five years. Yeah, exactly. So you're doing it wrong. I wow. Well, I'm not doing it wrong. This guy's obviously doing it wrong. It only takes five years. But no, but for real though, how long? I mean. I understand you're you're right, Joe. It, does, it takes a while to turn you know turn a church around. So I don't know how long they've been there. We don't know how long they've been there. But if you're not moving forward with installing elders and getting the the proper leadership structure in place, yeah. this is what happens. You're opening yourself up to these sort of attacks, right. and you've got no protection. Yeah. Now you might have elders that disagree with you because we're not saying fill an elder board with everyone that agrees. Our with elders you. disagree. All we, the time. we correct each other and everything. It's fine. Exactly. Most of us and but you know we're unified and where Joe is wrong. And that's <laughs> right. Kind of, that's what, what brings you guys us together. Are unified. Yeah, this, this brings us together as brothers in Christ. But no, it's important to getting that that leadership team in place. Yeah. So you know, you, you ask this question, like, you know, uh, how do you remo- drive the wolf from your congregation? So let me, let's just clarify. Number one, confront the wolf calmly, humbly, but directly. Say like, hey, man, you're saying things that aren't true. Yeah. Here's what's happening. Make sure you have somebody with you. Yeah, I agree with here, that. Yep. Here, here's what you're saying. This isn't true. This is damaging to the body of Christ. It's damaging to my reputation. I want you to stop it and I want you to repent. Um, we can disagree and that's fine. Um, and But... Let's deal with this. If he doesn't respond, uh, then yes, you're going to talk to your leadership team. In this case, it's going to be the deacon body. Yeah. You're going to say, all right, I talked to homeboy here. He is say he's lying about me. These things are not true. Talk to the deacons. You need to, the, it, listen, if those are your leaders, then they need to understand what is true and what is false. They got to step up. And call them to it. Yeah. Call them to it. God put you in this position for a specific reason. And here's one of them. Yep. What are you going to do? Yep. You're going to sit here and let, let this old timer lie or are you going to stand up for what's right? Um, and then from there, if they're not willing to address the issue, then you've got to bring it to the congregation. You can do that in a members meeting. You can even do it from the pulpit. You think so? Absolutely. You're preaching to your people mm. and the church is so steeped in sin that the leadership will not repent of the evil. All right. When you put in that, frame, I'm yeah. going to go ahead yeah, yeah. and drop it on everybody and go, remember homeboy? I'm going to make an example out of him. Do you know? Do you remember homeboy? Which homeboy? Down South. Yes. I remember homeboy. Okay. Tell the story. I don't want to talk about that story. Are you talking about the, the. Uh, yes. With Vacation the, Bible school. Yes. Okay. So I, and I feel horrible that I can't remember his name at this point, but maybe I'm Whitey. No, stop He's it. He's a white guy. All right. So there's this one individual. He's, he's pastoring at a, at a uber traditional church as well. White boy. Uh, and so, white boy Rick. uh, he decides, you, well, he does what we're called to do and that's to reach out to the community and his community is, uh. Uh, there's a lot of African Americans. There's a lot of African Americans, uh, and so he invites these children, uh, black kids. 
I don't like how you keep throwing well, it. That's, that's, that's I what know. they are. You invited the black kids. Okay, yes. And, and to VBS. Right. And... Because they're, they're in the neighborhood. Why not? What, and what, so up? people within the church, the leadership team, were upset with it. They didn't like it, which... They I, racist. Yeah. I, I don't know how else to... I, I, that's the only thing I can infer from that. You're right. Because it's like, why would you... Why wouldn't you be just so grateful and... and Everybody's coming. Exactly. We, we got a whole white church in the do. middle of a diverse neighborhood. And now we've got African-Americans that are starting to come to vacation Bible school. So they told him not to do it. He said, well, no, I'm still going to, I'm going to reach out to everyone with yeah. the gospel. And then started preaching for the pulpit, calling them to repentance. Yeah. And then he gets removed. Yeah. Yeah. That's sometimes what happens. So I do think you need to do that at some point. So that those that's my advice for driving out the wolf. Preach the scripture. But you also ask this question, how much responsibility does the pastor have when it comes to the interworkings? I think you mean inner workings of the church. I don't mean to correct you, homeboy. Um, should the lead pastor just be focused on preaching the word and visiting the sick? Um so uh here's the problem. And and this is this is why what Jimmy said is so important. You need a plurality of elders, man. Yeah. Because you cannot do it all. You need pastors who are diverse in their giftings. Yes. Who can address all of these issues. Yes. Because one of the responsibilities of elders is to oversee, is what? to rule well. Oh. Those are scriptural terms. Rule well, oversee. That doesn't mean that they just make decisions. It means that in their shepherding of the people, <clears throat> they have yeah. a comprehensive understanding of what needs to get done, and they're implementing the things and the strategies that, that, that will accomplish those it's such goals. such a weighty responsibility. You can't, you can't be the dude. You no. have to be one of many. Yeah. Absolutely, Joe. And I, I'm, I'm so thankful for Redeemer. I'm so thankful. Like, listen, I've, I've had a privilege of being, um, part of some, some great churches. I've never been part of an abusive church. I've had abusive leadership, but okay. not the churches. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, and I, I've been very thankful and grateful, even in the midst of, uh, the abusive leadership or abusive pastor, uh, the church came around me and loved me, cared for me. And they didn't deal with things as they should have, but nonetheless, uh, you know, I, I'm so thankful for, for what we have here. Well, and, and here's the thing, like at Redeemer, none of the elders are perfect. We all no. make mistakes. We all sin. We all mess up. But All right, Brian, forgive us. But because we all have different strengths and weaknesses, um, it's a lot easier for us to move forward because – like I, there are certain things I cannot do that Jimmy and Brian can do very, very well. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that Brian can't do that I can do. Yeah. Same with Pat, same with Jeff, right? Yep. Like we're all very diverse. Um, and so you, you've got to have that. So I would say um, about the inner workings of the church, the elders should be handling the inner workings of the church at the very least from a comprehensive overview position. You should still be involved, but what you're, you know, you're saying they should still be involved. But they need to have the team in place so that they carry the burden as well. Yeah. So it's not the lead guy. It's all of the elders yep. at Redeemer. Yep. The volunteer elders and the staff paid elders have the same level of authority. Oh, yeah. And what we want to do, what, we, what we're trying to do is to equip other people like deacons and lay yep. leaders to do their thing unencumbered. Mm -hmm. Like empower them. Here are the parameters. Go do it. Get it done. Yep. So they oversee but they don't have to micromanage everything. Correct. That's what we want to do. It's not that we do it perfect, but that's the idea. No, if you don't we're have moving in that direction. If you don't yeah. have a plurality of elders, you can't do this. Correct. So, yeah, if you have one dude, the the lead pastor cannot, I mean, he needs to be primarily focused on the ministry of the word and prayer. 
I mean, you said you said the word in visiting the sick, um, but the ministry of the word and prayer, the primary emphasis yeah, yeah. for elders. So I would say that uh, visiting of the sick, good for pastors, mm. very good for deacons as well. Yep. Yep. So, um, so I, need, you need, I think you need to clarify these things. That's a, that's a whole other argument. Um, where does the pastor's responsibility end and the church member's responsibilities begin? Um, the, the difference between a – Jimmy, what is the – what responsibilities does a pastor have that a church member doesn't have? Uh, speak on Sunday morning. Okay. Uh, protect, shepherd, yep. feed, lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, hold on. Yeah, uh, protect. Okay, that's good. That's, uh, I like want, that one. Shepherd. Mm-hmm. That's good. Big picture there. Uh, feed. What? Feed. 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 Oh, that's yep. a good one. Feed and lead. lead. All right, good. Yes. Very good. Oh, those four things, Joe. Yeah, those... And speak on Sunday. And speak on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> So we talk about this all the time, right? Like, so other than that, the responsibility of church members are the same, whether you're a pastor yeah. or not. Like, we all have the same responsibilities to to show deference to one. All the one another passages, fool. All the one another passages. Those are our responsibilities to one another at the church. Mm-hmm. And that's not just for pastors. That's for members. It's for everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we're all involved. Um, the difference is the pastor has the responsibility of shepherding, which means leading, feeding, protecting. Big picture. Right? Absolutely. So, I mean, listen, all this does not mean that you should never confront your pastor when he is wrong. If your pastor is wrong, confront your pastor. Yeah. If I'm wrong, I hope somebody will confront me. I'll be honest. I was preaching this last Sunday. Mm-hmm. I was a little nervous. Why? Because I thought maybe, I don't know, am I being precise enough? Am I, am I being a little too, I was just, because it was a touchy subject and I wanted to be faithful to scripture. Um, I wanted to be clear, yeah. but I didn't want to confuse anybody. And I thought you did really good. Okay. Well, I didn't know. I just yeah. was, I was, so, but here's the thing. I had a couple of people come up to me and whatever they would, if they would have said, Hey man, you missed it or Hey man, you killed it. Either way, I would have received it from them because I value yeah. the input. Yeah. So, you know, you, you can confront your pastor if he's wrong, kindly, with humility. Mm-hmm. You should be able to say, hey, I disagree here. Let's talk about it. Um, and if it's a theological convictional issue, then there's room for disagreement. Um, you don't have to agree on everything. Uh, but yeah, if it's agree a, and disagree. Yeah. But if it's a sin issue. Well, then that's different. You know, yeah, that's got that, to gotta be addressed. With. If your pastor is sitting, we've already talked about it. Listen to our abusive pastors issue uh, episode and you can uh, see uh, what we're talking about there. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrVotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com and grab some gear. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content when available. What did you just send me? You just sent me a tweet. It, I mean, text. What? You sent me a text. What is this? Oh, I found our our matching pajamas. Oh, you found our matching pajamas. <laughs> pajamas. Silk. Jimmy and I are going to wear matching pajamas on our first class flight to New Zealand. Dude, that look good, right? Those would look those good look on good. us. They're silk. It'll be nice. Silk pajamas set for men. <laughs> Oh, and there, there's different. There's enough. You know, there's enough of a difference there between. Yeah, those. no, it's the same design, but one's maroon, one's blue. Both are masculine. Gold. Both are masculine. Yeah, it's like gold <laughs> and maroon, or gold and yeah. You know what? I, I, I like this. I like I this. Think, yeah, I think okay. that's our matching set right okay, there. Okay, well, let me visit the website. See how much they cost. No, there. no. Okay, uh, I already said everything. Oh, Later. It's, it's from Enjoy Silk. <laughs> EnjoySilk.com, and, and we that's are going to enjoy that silk. Later. How much are they? Stop. Stop.